0: We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all-American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch, Link, in Bio.
1: Welcome. Our podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company. They are a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support the members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits to them. Do not wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG coffee delivered straight to your door each and every month with our coffee club, the coffee that gives back. At the 2020 ATA show at a Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran Four Blade. As you can see, four blades it's got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original two-blade Veteran. But the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades.
0: Tetra was the first sight that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sights we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now when you sight in your 20 yard mark you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame Bracket with, with three different mounting locations, as well as a dovetail or tournament edition, uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow. And the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five ace an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com.
2: All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Vance. Tonight, I have uh, Ben Kluzman on the line here. And we're going to be talking about grilling different types of food and different wild game. And I'm not going to go too much in because everybody likes to grill, but I want you guys to listen to what Ben likes to prepare, not only for himself but for his friends and family and such. So Ben, take it away, brother. So honestly, I'm a I'm very basic when it comes to cooking.
3: I have learned from a young age that if you don't doll a lot of stuff up because then you're just kind of robbing it of its flavor whether it's good or bad if you mess it up you got to kind of deal with it that mm-hmm. way too so i am a huge proponent of throw a little bit of seasoning on it slap it on the grill letter buck now that goes from my, my absolute all-time favorite thing to do is deer chops you get a little bit of backstrap you nice make nice little chops kind of like a pork chop okay. almost if you can picture a pork chop uh, a deer back a white tail deer back straps about that thick mm-hmm. or that big and you just make nice little, I'd say inch to inch and a half little chops. And you put a little Lowry seasoning on it. If you don't know what Lowry's is, go check out Lowry's. I think everybody like
2: does. A, that's that's I always have that in my cupboard. Always.
3: I, I don't know too many people that don't. Now my wife actually found an off-brand Lowry seasoning that claims to be just as good as Lowry's. Mm-hmm. And if I knew if I knew what the label was, I would tell you right now because I, I honestly think it might be better. Okay. I don't know what they did differently, mm-hmm. but it's an off-brand Lowry seasoning. And I tell you what, you throw some of that on a couple chops and you slap them on the grill. I usually try to keep the grill. Um, I, I go low and slow. So I try to keep it between 250 and 350. Okay. So I I turn I turn two burners almost down to nothing. And then I turn two burners down like middle. So the two outside burners are middle and they're kind of circulating the heat, getting it hot. And then the middle burners are what's giving you kind of that outside grill, the, the heat on the actual, uh, on the meat. Mm -hmm. So yeah, after about, um, I, I grill it a little, I I grill it, just like I would grill a a medium rare steak. I do about five minutes on one side and then I flip it and I do about three, two and a half, three minutes on the other Mm -hmm. side. Pull it off, let her
2: cool down a little bit and dig right in. That sounds delicious. And then and now what else do you like to prepare for other grill too? For do you like to do rabbit, duck, uh, antelope? Because you mean you you hunt in West uh, South Dakota, so you got your pick a choice of meat. Uh,
3: yeah, honestly, between the the Traeger Smoker Grill and my normal Weber grill, I I do as much as I possibly can uh, between the two of them. So um recently I've gotten to grilling squirrel which before the the big way we used to cook squirrel is you just kind of get a little oil in a pan and you kind of deep fat fry it, get some bread in some panko, that's good. But the way we did it to a couple squirrels this year, me and a buddy, and basically you you skin the squirrel out, you gut the squirrel out, Mm -hmm. leave it as is. You wash it off a little bit, Lowry seasoning, and you throw it on the (laughs) grill. And this, for the squirrel, we actually throw it to about 400 degrees. Takes about 10 minutes. You kind of throw it on, I throw it each side gets about four and a half minutes. And the last two minutes, you just kind of throw it on the burner or on the top mm-hmm. shelf. And you turn that heat all the way up and almost bake it like in an oven. And I tell okay. you what it, it takes, I would say probably 10 to 12 minutes total cook time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is fall off the bone. It is juicy. It is tender. It is delicious. And you got them nice little streaks of, of charcoaly taste. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. I, I, had my little, I had my little two-year-old boy come out and want to try it. He okay. took a big old bite of it, and he goes, mmm, what's that? And I said, that's squirrel. And now his, now my wife is fairly upset that I let him eat squirrel, but he loved it. So I'm not upset mm-hmm. about it
2: at all. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's like, I like eating squirrel. I like eating rabbits. Uh-huh. So it's like that's a good combination. I gave my daughter rabbit for the first time a few years back, and she loves it. We have a little co-op here in town because I uh, didn't have a chance to go out and uh, shoot one because they're uh, a little difficult when you all, you all you when you when you take when you're not when you don't have a dog with you when you just all you end up doing is just take your gun out for a walk. See, and that's that's
3: the beauty of of where I live now is we're actually kind of I'm trying to make it a haven for all wildlife. I only have about three acres, but I have. Uh, food plots planted. I have corn. I have a winter blend. I'm getting a garden going. So I'm trying to make it a place where squirrels want to be, rabbits want to be, birds want to be, deer pass by. I'm not trying to make three acres a huge huntable piece of property, but I'm trying to make it nice enough to where a bunny rabbit wants to swing by and I can smoke them with my bow. And then guess what? There's dinner for the night or the squirrel that is running around with corn in its mouth. Boom. There's a snack, you know I'm just trying to make it a piece of property that I can get whatever I want to come through and have something to eat. What about pheasants? have you have you come up with a strategy with pheasants yet? pheasants is i've I've not come up with a good one on grilling pheasants the only okay. the, the best way that I've found is um
2: crock pot mm mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, that's not a bad that's that's not a bad way. I've done it um. Uh, I got a pheasant here a few years back, and I took it. I, de- I just deep fried like chicken, uh, like a ch- a deep fried chicken. Oh boy, it turned out delicious. My wife never had ter- pheasant before, and so I've, I I cooked up a, a but I was hunting with he never he's never shot a, ter- a pheasant before, and I just happened to happened to be right on my line of sight, and I, mean, I was able to, to take care of it, and so he never seen one actually pluck it. So I just I, I told t- it's like I plucked it within five minutes because it's like I've done these both the time, and I just <laughs> just pull the breast out, and it's like in a, and then go down, pull off both legs. Off we go. Toss the carcass out there, and then let it go back. So, may, so this way a coyote can eat it. You know. Well, and honestly, the best way I've ever found it, to clean a pheasant. And
3: if you just hear somebody telling you about it, you don't believe it. But essentially, mm-hmm. what you do is you take the pheasant and you put it on the ground, and you step on the wings, and then you okay. grab the hind legs and you pull up and it's it takes the, it takes the guts it takes the the skin it takes the feathers it takes everything so you're literally sitting there holding a big chunk of breast and two leg bones and then you no just kidding. clean the leg bones off it works like a dream i didn't believe it until i saw it done and then i did it myself and i was like Psh. There, there's there's one or two more things you gotta no that's something else yeah you just literally just take it and pull it right up and it's boom and then you just wow, a, feed off and, and peel the skin off the legs, and you got um, almost a full whole bird right there.
2: That's pretty crazy because my dad's been hunting pheasants for, well, he's 69 years old or in May, so it's like he's been probably hunting pheasants for probably good 55 years maybe or so because, yeah, cause that, well, no. Yeah, I put him about 15 or so years old, you know, 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's been hunting birds for a long time. I'll have to ask him about that if that's someone if he ever, if ever he's ever heard of that method because he's an Iowa boy, so it's like he's been hunting birds for all of his life. I mean, heck, it's like I growing up, I remember watching all of it, seeing him come home with trophies of first, first, maybe second, if you, if he had an off day, but uh, for doing skeet shooting. Cause this, he loves that, you just be able to fo- track it and just knock it out of the air. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's it's a whole bird hunting is a complete mentality it's, yes. it's not something that you know honestly when we lost our dogs is when we fell out of bird hunting because that was mm-hmm. that was what was fun for us was watching the dogs work the pheasants yes. was just a bonus and so <laughs> very true when you have them hardcore bird hunters the dog working is is the bonus the pheasant or the bird or whatever they're hunting is the goal and that's where yes. that it's just a complete different mentality and I, I I don't have that mentality. I'd much rather enjoy watching the dogs work and seeing how they kind of interact, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's a different mindset you gotta have to be a bird hunter.
2: That's fantastic. Now have you ventured in into any uh uh fish, any guild friends like to grill on the grill? So me and a buddy
3: actually got into some trout this last summer and okay. we actually smoked them, you know, just normal. Ooh, I think we had yeah. it at I want to say 350 or 400 and we left it on there for it wasn't too long two hours maybe and it 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 was masterpiece I mean the trout it was it was rainbow trout that we have stocked in a a lake around us and I tell you what oh it makes me want to become a fisherman
2: I'm not one but it makes me want to become one (laughs) I think your wife would appreciate it so it's like just one more tool in a tool bag you know exactly exactly well, Ben, thank you for like really hitting home on different ways to capture the grill and different talks about uh, bird, fish, and everything else like that. So I appreciate you with your your insight. And uh, guys, I'm looking forward to for your feedback. If you have any questions, let us know. Thank you, Ben, for being on the podcast.
3: Thank you very much for having me. Just uh, you know, get outside. It, it's not mm-hmm. hard. It, it, it's the last thing. That's the last thing I, I want to say is just try. You know, the worst thing that's gonna happen is is you're gonna do something wrong and you're gonna learn from it. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing I, I, I tell everybody. I, I get people messaging me, how do you get into archery? Go buy a boat. That's how you get into archery. You just mm-hmm. got to do it. Now, that doesn't mean go buy some $1,500 brand new top of line flagship. Go start mm-hmm. with some $200 Walmart special and see if you like yeah. it, you know, and, and build on it. But do it. You just have to get outside and do it. You don't get to be good at anything by not doing it. You have to do it and you have to commit to it and you have to just be willing to not be good at it or fail for a little while. I was, I still lose arrows. I've been I've been shooting archery for 15 years. I just lost two arrows today because I was taking a shot. I was getting crazy with it, you know? It was out of 80 yards and I said, "Why not? Let's send one." And I I shanked it. It happens, you know? Yeah. You just have to be willing to do it. And that's that's the last thing I want to say get out and do it. Yes.
2: Thank you for your wisdom, Ben. I will let you go, sir. You enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, man. Have a good one. And we're done. Appreciate it, man. That was just fantastic, dude. Uh to shut this on me.